for those just starting out, to those who built their reputation. In the detail industry, navigating the course is a daily grind. This is Play by Play with industry professionals tackling topics and offering tips to help improve your game plan. Now, here's your Play by Play. Everybody, we are back with another Play by Play, and I'll tell you, this is a uh, much better scene than our typical podcast backdrop. We are in one of the coolest, probably the coolest, uh, man caves, garages around, and uh, Ryan, what you think? I mean, this is about the. Have you ever walked into a magazine? Yeah. This is exactly what I've never walked into like. a magazine. Oh, no. man. It just, well, if you, if you ever did, this is exactly what it would feel like. Everything it's, is it's perfect. It's, Everything. It is. It is. And we got Tony Hanna here. Um, you are the uh, detailer for the cars around here. You also own a business where you're doing mobile detailing as well. Is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah. And uh, you also are hosting a, a training this weekend with Angel Wax, and y'all got a lot of stuff going on. And, uh, man, I'm telling you, I'm just still in awe at this place. This is. Uh, I know that uh, my, some of my employees around here are probably jealous that you get to come work here every day. Oh, they we turned to, in applications. We, we don't even have windows. <laughs> yeah, we don't have windows in our office. <laughs> hey, but those are common, right? Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Absolutely. Actually, Brooke painted her own window. She just painted it Did on the wall. Really? Yeah, That's so. hilarious. <laughs> I like that idea. Well, more than just having Tony in, he's actually going to be doing our first live hacker hacks. So this is going to be really exciting. It's really cool, you know. And uh, it's so this business um, – concept mindset is is different than most and you know it plays right into our you know conversation about the r word we're not going to say it we're not going to say it so the r word that's what we're going to refer to that as and it's not right um so but no this 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 um business model where you've come in here and you're you know in this market where it's these high-end and custom cars where it doesn't probably doesn't fluctuate near as much as um, maybe when the economy starts to slow that the minivans or the people that are, de- you know, day-to-day, week-to-week are not getting as details as much. I mean, is that kind of, does that play into your role here? Or you notice that difference? Yes, I think that we're in a little bit of a bubble here. Mm-hmm. Um, the median income is a little bit higher. So this market, sure. the average is about um, $100,000 to $125,000 for sure. a family of two. Um, family of three. Uh, so it's a little bit more affluent. Um, we don't seem to see the slowdowns that we see sure. in other That's parts right. of the economy in the U.S. when things happen. Of course. Absolutely. It doesn't mean we're shielded. Yeah. Um, but we also, um, I make it a point not to give up the, um, the soccer mom vans Absolutely. and the interior details are extremely important. Yeah. Yeah, and I think most detail, I mean, that kind of lays the foundation of a detail shop. Usually you cut your teeth in the interiors, and that's where you learn and build. And then you kind of, this is like the end goal for a lot of guys in the detail and industry is to be in a shop like this and, or to own a shop like this. Right. It's just incredible. And uh, and the fact that you don't, you know, say, okay, now I'm just doing these. So, right. you know, I'm not even going to worry about the Civic. Yeah, I mean, how do, you, you know, how do you go from one of these to, uh, you know, they pull up and the car's trash and there's uh, gum stuck in the carpet. And all you're like, man, you got to be kidding me today. Like, there's got to be a difference. <laughs> there is. Um, but, you know, I think you're going to you're going to get what you would what you attract. And sure. so I think if you're giving to your community, if you're serving your community, uh, if you're being a good steward in your community and your business is a part of it and yeah. you make yourself known and you have a good work ethic, mm-hmm. um, then that's that hard work is going to transition into getting the type of clientele that you want. Well, it Absolutely. does. And this, you know, this type of market, these guys and girls have obviously worked a lot to get to where they are. 
and they're not looking to just hand it out. So they want to make sure that the people that they're trusting in this uh, with their stuff that they will, they're working hard too, and they can relate to that. I know uh, Mr. Jimmy, you know, that owns the shop and he, uh, you know, definitely a hard worker, definitely like the definition of that. So um, it's cool. But so if I'm a detailer and I'm wanting to get into this kind of market, I mean, how did you find yourself here? I mean, did you, this is something like end goal, you know, definitely want to be working on the classics and the customs and, and ours that just, uh, just kind of came into it. Well, of course, I think anybody who's a, a car person is going to, you yeah. want to work on the cool stuff. Right. Um, but it's not all cool stuff. Uh, it's just what, you know, that's the things that we put in our marketing. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, we want to attract that right. uh, because we enjoy doing it. We're car people. Um, but I, I never will leave that base of the everyday detail. Sure. I'm always going to take care of that. Uh, but I just think that just put in your hard work and you're going to get there. Right. right. That's what it really comes down Did to. Did something bring you to this area specifically that, you know, are you from here or? So my family uh, has been in Orange Beach since 1950. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. um, I used to run these roads during the summers. My grandparents lived here. I used to run these roads when they were dirt. Right. Wow. <laughs> it uh, changed a lot. Yes. <laughs> a few more buildings. Yeah. Uh, just a couple. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we, we go way back here. Um, I came to the area because I lost my business. Uh, it fell out mm -hmm. uh, in, uh, during the pandemic and I was in California. Okay. So it was one of those situations where I went through a tremendous amount of loss, but I saw all the blessings in it. Of course. Right. Um, I came to Alabama because Alabama was open. Right. right. Um, and I restarted. And then three weeks after I restarted, I got hit by Hurricane Sally. Oh. So that, but that was, that was the biggest blessing because I was able to give to my community. So there was right. no work. Sure. And so I just went back to the, to the core value that I set up for the business and begin with was to serve the community so i just volunteered sure yeah and you know that's incredible and i, I do believe in like you plant the seed and you get to reap later and, and it's that right there is exactly what you're doing when you're doing those things you know giving out even when you have nothing to give if you can continue you know providing all you can it always comes back and you don't do it looking for that right back, but you do it knowing that that you'll be taken care of down the road one thing that's um that's uh, special to me i joined a facebook group that i think you run maybe it's um but it's a it's like it's a christian-based detailing group right spark There's, yeah spark and uh yeah you may not have known about it and um anyways and it's so inspirational and motivational um you, you've been very open about your spirituality can you tell us like what may have led into that and and you know kind of brought you to that yes okay uh 100 loss mm -hmm. so when you experience loss, you have a choice to make. Mm -hmm. It gets you to a place where you have to really examine who you are and what your core values are. Um, when everything is that, that is burdensome, uh, burdensome is taken away from you um, and then you're piled on with all these problems, you can either wallow in pity and, sure. and your problems or you can figure out a way through it. Um, but for me, that's when God really made his presence known in my life and said, wow. You need to you need to start doing the right things. And I thought I had it figured out and I thought I was serving God. And then I got hit with some more loss. And he just he had to break me down and take me to a place that he could work in my life wow. and that I would accept it. Yeah, sure. And believe in it. And I needed to trust in the, in the Lord. So that's that's how that all happened. That's yeah. beautiful, man. That's that, that's amazing. It is. And it's really good to see that. And the fact you have a group that, that actually is, you know, bringing that up. I know we've seen the detail groups here lately. There's been a bit of. <laughs> 
whatever you want to call it. The groups are what they are. Yeah. It's just, they're always so, um, there's always such negative stuff going on. It seems everybody's kind of at each other and to have your group to where it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's nice to see the difference, you know, well, we should be lifting each other up. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, I mean, we've, we've never been brand loyal to any of our, you know, like the different ceramic coating companies. Sure. We love them know, all. We do. I mean, I'll, I'll send somebody over to your Able or RoadFS if I don't feel like our software is the one mm-hmm. for them, you know. So we definitely have tried to, to steer that middle ground where we you mm-hmm. know falling into that. But it's hard. I see a lot of guys fall to it, and, you know, and it's, it's just tough to yeah. watch that. It takes so much away from the actual you know, the business and, and bringing each other up. Sure. Yeah, and I think that's easy to do is kind of fall trap to that. Um, but and, and it's harder to take the you know that high road or that because because even us, I mean, so even in our meetings, sometimes you're like, uh, um, you know, they're doing this, you know, should like, like yeah. it's software related. Like we see they made this move or they made this move. We see it. I mean, we're not we're not right. you know we don't come through with blinders on. We talk about we pay attention to ourselves and we're our own competition. Yeah, that sounds great until you're able to drop a feature on us. We're like, what the hell? We should have done yeah. that. Mobile <laughs> yeah. uh, Tech RX, nice commercial. Yeah, uh, yeah. RoadFS has yeah. got a good ad running. So, like, you know, we're we're not uh, you know completely you know naive and, and think that, but you but you still focus on yourself and the detailing guys. They just in these groups, they make these posts, and they bash each other, and I'm like, man, you just gotta you know advertise to your customer base, advertise to your market. Don't show, don't set yourself up for you know these guys yeah. to let's be apart. honest, yeah. Dustin. You have a shop full of detailers. How many of those detailers are actually detailing every day are in those groups? They're not. None of them. They're are. not. No. Yeah. Uh, so you got yeah, it's business owners that like they might have a little. Bit. It is. You it know, is. But you know, it's a pride thing. You want to show off, and and like detailers want to show other detailers their work and what they're working on. Right. You know, like yeah, if I, I had this in my shop, I'd be showing it every day. Um, but uh, you know, so that's where it starts, and then it just. You know, but if, if you guys could take a moment and just try to find some positive out there, you know, to, to communicate about, it, it'd be great. But so help, help yeah, out. That's You haven't been detailing forever, right? You were actually a chef, a trained chef. Is that is that accurate? Well, so I didn't go to culinary school. I didn't take the traditional route. OK, so okay. I, the same route that I took in detailing, uh-huh. um, I took in the culinary world. So I started at the very bottom. I started as a dishwasher mm-hmm. and and just over a period of years, worked my way up. But the way I got into detailing uh, was way back in 2000. Mm-hmm. A guy named Nick Caterano um, had a little shop. We got to know each other. He taught me how to wet sand, how to buff with the rotary. It was back in the dusty days of 3M compounds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, he does SEMA cars, right? And, no, no, the, no. This is a whole guy? different okay, guy. Okay. He's out of the detailing world now. But he, but he came out of Miami and he kind of, and we met in Tennessee and he kind of walked me through the processes and he showed me some old school ways sure. and, and what was going on then. But we worked banquets and we worked restaurants and bars and whatever at night. So we detailed during the day uh, and cars, boats, yachts, whatever. Right. And then at night we, we were just hustling and grinding. So it was yeah. like, okay, well let's go work a party or a banquet or yeah, a that's good money too. Do I mean, you bartending. Yeah. And something like that. Or the Mardi Gras balls. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, it's, it's a, it's a tough gig. It's a hard work. Yeah. So you do these things to, to, to pay the bills. And so that's where you cut your teeth, especially in the detailing was in that era. And it's funny, you know, you mentioned wet sanding and rotary polishing and, and on, which was so common. Of course, the clear coats were a little thicker then and paint was yeah. a little better you know, as far as workable shape then, 
But these are things that guys, you know, are very scared of now, rightfully so in some of the newer vehicles. But, you know, this is what, like, we grabbed up and did, like, you know, to get – we we had rotary polishers, like, you know, before we even would touch a DA. As a matter of fact, I, I remember, like, would not use a DA for a while because mm-hmm. the rotary would just cut so fast. And you learn how to finish down with it, and it's and it's a lot easier where a DA stalls at times. And, mm-hmm. But now those processes have been perfected. But so you literally learn from the ground up. Yes, and, and I left the business for a while, Did you? came back to it. I worked my way up to uh, an executive chef when I was out in California. Oh, wow. And then uh, it was uh, it was August of 2017. Mm-hmm. I walked in at 9 o'clock in the morning, and <laughs> my boss wasn't in the back of the kitchen, and he came out of the dining room, and he said, hey, we need to talk to you, and the HR was there. They decided to let me go, and uh, it was really unexpected. Sure. Um, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me because I immediately dropped back into – detailing Mm -hmm. and at the time like it's important for people to know you don't have to have a bunch of equipment Um, you can have basics and so i went and i got the basics and i said okay i'm going to start my detail business again so i just jumped back in yeah and and i'm glad you brought that up because a lot of guys do end up in the business especially the ones you know we anybody that's an enthusiast at all or likes their stuff clean you know you end up inevitably learning on your own stuff and your family stuff and it's low cost of entry, right? You start out with a typical buy it from O'Reilly's or Napa or you know whatever. Get Walmart. a ceramic spray from you know yeah, a local. Yeah, yeah you, that's how you, that's how most I, of us start. I had a great call yesterday with a guy who you know hadn't ever used it before and just assumed he you know I've been doing this for a while. I don't mm-hmm. know how to do it. And he goes, I, it just got cloudy and I couldn't, I, I didn't know what to do. And so I had to wax it again. And I was like, you know, it was just, you could tell that it wasn't. So we've all been there. Yeah. That's, like we've <laughs> all, like, this is how, when you say you come from the ground up, it's because you learn by fire. We didn't right. have like these, you know, like all these trainings and stuff. You know, I didn't, I learned by trying things and mm-hmm. going, oh shit, that didn't work. And better figure out what does, right. you know, and the customer will be here in two hours and I better figure something out. Oops, I burned that edge. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and it happens. And, and But that's how you truly learn. You know, a lot of us did coming up is that's that's how you truly learn what not to do and what to do. Now, we, you know, obviously in our shop, we train our guys up before right. we get to that point. Hopefully prevent some of that. It's still going to happen. Well, I thought, um, I mean, you know, if that's anything you're interested in doing, you have to go get trained. I mean, if you're going to yeah. gonna be yeah. asking for high dollar prices, you need to be as confident as you can in your skill set and being able to explain it. And so until you've done the trainings, you really don't know. And so, you know, he's like, I definitely, I see where you're coming from. And he, I think he really took that as a, you know, like his next step was, Absolutely. All right, this is what I'm going to go do now. And then like 20 steps from that is where we're sitting at today, uh, you know, around all these luxury vehicles. What kind of added pressure is there on you here uh, versus when we're just vacuuming the mom minivan? And we refer to that as, you know, it just kind of lumps up. We, I think, you know, it's, it's not a, a shot at running the minivans. Yeah. It's really out of Justin because, you know, he's got the, you know, a nice professional shop. But then, you know, you got the outlaw detailers down the road, just a couple guys hanging out and, and, and have the, what is it, the uh, green slime machine? The, oh, yeah. What's his name? It's like, you know, just these Lambos or, you know, <laughs> sick, exotic cars. But what kind of, so what kind of added pressure is there right. in that? You know, I don't see it as an added pressure. I think it's just like cooking. Mm-hmm. If you follow the recipe and you follow the steps, the process, if you learn the, the right process, the process is the same. Sure. Whether you're working on a minivan or you're working on a Ferrari. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's paint. Or at the end it of the day, is. it's carpet. It's just yeah, more maybe. expensive <laughs> if you mess up. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> yeah, so well, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, the cooking part, because he was going to cook his lunch, right? Yeah, lunch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Or> <laughs> test those culinary we skills. We just left Duck's Diner for an amazing <laughs> breakfast. By the way, if you're in Orange Beach and you get down this way, you've got to come to Duck's Diner. Uh, always make a trip there for breakfast. It's it's amazing. Um, but so talking about burning paint, okay, have you had any, like, big uh, – is Mr. Jimmy around? Yeah. Is he seeing that <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, look, you, you know what, we can do this off the yeah. air. How, has there been any mistakes or, you know, uh-ohs or... Oh, anything? sure. Yeah. And what's, it, what's a good one? Give us a good one. Oh, so... I can tell you one of mine. <laughs> the 3M vinyl, uh, that carbon fiber stripes. Uh-huh. Um, oh, there's, they're chemically sensitive. I mean, you can just about breathe on them and they turn white. Yeah. And you can scratch them super uh-huh. easy. Uh, as a $2,300 mistake uh-huh. uh, by the time it was said and done. Yeah. Um, don't ceramic coat them. Okay. Uh, okay. Don't put prep on them uh, without diluting it. Oh, wow. Um, and so, uh, I thought I was done with that vinyl once mm-hmm. I had that problem figured out. Yeah. And then, and then Jimmy went out and bought a car with those carbon fiber stripes on it. Oh, no. <laughs> so we take those up even on a wash, on a wash, we take them. <laughs> wow. And aren't y'all going to be carbon fiber in one of these? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Chris mentioned that. Yeah. You know, and that's cool. It's fun to talk about that. The guys that are watching us, we have a young, you know, uh, some of the people that watch this show are newer into the business. And so to hear guys that are sitting in a shop like this admit to, hey, we mess up too. Oh, sure. I um, mean, we've we've burned paint. I mean, it's, and it's like, you know, it always happens when it's like when it can't happen. You know, it's always that job. <laughs> yep. It never fails. And it seems to pick on one customer. Like oh, that yeah. one customer, <laughs> like if it ever happens, it's like it follows that customer, not the vehicle. It can bring in anything they want, and something's going to happen on that job. Even you know, with our like extra attention, <laughs> we can't let anything happen. A thousand customers <laughs> not had any, you know, any issues. And every time that customer comes in, something happens. You're like, I swear this never happens to anybody <laughs> else but you. But it's the truth, you know. And uh, but it's cool for our audience to hear that things happen. So don't, you know, don't panic. It's not about what happens, it's about how you handle yeah. it afterwards, you know. So not only do you get to come into just the raddest, um, you know, environment to do your job, absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're also doing uh, some events. I say we as you know, we're, we're coming to hang out. Yeah, so, yeah, we're part of it. Yeah, yeah we're buying sandwiches. Yeah, we got, <laughs> so uh, tomorrow we've got a big event down here for uh, Angel Wax, and um, yes. you guys are hosting it here. And I mean, it's this is going to be epic. I can't wait. Yeah, it's going to be incredible. So we've Rick flew all the way from Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Tommy from Las Vegas. We've got detailers coming from all over the place to yep. get certified uh, on some coatings, mm-hmm. um, but the. Um, great thing about it is the angel wax experience mm-hmm. so they're going to take every product from top to bottom and do two days of training wow so whether it's just washing a car techniques on that it's a sure. chance to ask a lot of questions there's some industry experts coming from some other detail bookies gonna be here <laughs> In case anybody needs software. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, you mentioned, I, I think this is where you're going, was PPG uh, coming in to uh, take a look at, at how coatings are, are handled after, right? Yes. Um, and, and I think that's interesting. I, I mean, you started this conversation, but didn't get to really finish it. But um, a local supplier came to me um, not too long ago and wanted to have a solution for the paint shops and the body shops who are having to deal with coatings after, you know, after they leave our shop, something happens. Mm-hmm. And now they have to sand down. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, they they have to they have to deal with it. And sure. they want to say, what what's the best process? How do we get this stuff off? You know. And so is that is that what they're coming to kind of just learn a little bit more about the product? Or? Well, 
I think they they I think they have a protocol that they're they're developing. It, okay, that, it, it was explained to me. I haven't spoken to them personally yet, so I'll, it'll be the first time for all of us oh, meeting cool. them. Awesome. But it's a chance for us, as industry folks, to sit down and have a conversation with them and say, "What's your take? What's your perspective? How can we help you, you understand what we do with ceramic coatings, and how can we help your clients, the body shops and collision centers, figure out?" Well, how do we knock that coating down enough so they can blend the paint? And if we have that conversation, yep. then we can build a rapport and maybe help guide that protocol. Well, and that's what has to happen because I've heard it back, even in my shop, is I don't want to have my car coated because my cousin works at a body shop. He says it's the worst thing ever. If I wreck my sure. vehicle, I can't fix it. I can't touch it. You know, blah, blah, blah. So it's these myths, you know, and then, then you have the, the dealerships that are selling a ceramic that right. may or may not, yeah. depending on the dealership, we work for a bunch of them, but then, and, and we do traditional coatings for dealerships, but then right. there's other dealerships that do the, you know, the not so traditional coatings and sell them just like they were. So these conversations need to have even outside of the detailing industry, but the surrounding industries yeah. to openly communicate so we can get rid of the myths. Let's call it what it is. And, you know, we can, we can have, our customers can have confidence in what they're buying from us. You know? Sure. Absolutely. Well, guys, we've uh, we've talked. Yeah, I mean, I think we'd be doing uh, an injustice if we didn't actually show the shop off. Absolutely, what you know, you think? I, I think we should definitely uh, show them around. I'd love to take Tony and meet uh, Mr. Mr. Jimmy. Yeah, Mr. Jimmy, and um, and just let him tell us what this shop's about because it's definitely a unique experience. I know my jealousy's through the roof, Ryan. I mean, you oh, haven't no, no, smelling no, since no, you I'm got telling here. you, dude, I feel like yeah. a kid of candies, but this is just amazing. It's awesome. So let's go check it out. Let's go have a conversation with him. Awesome. All right, cool. All right, so I got Mr. Jimmy here. This is your shop. This is your uh, dream, right? Yes, sir. It is. Absolutely. Well, look, uh, I'd love, I mean, we'd be doing our audience a disservice if we didn't show them around some of your pride and joy and just tell us what, what's going on here. Well, I retired about three years ago. Yes, sir. Okay. Sold a business. I decided I've always been a car enthusiast. Yes, sir. So I decided I'm going to start collecting some cars. It just wasn't meant for you to be around your wife 24 hours a day. <laughs> Seven right. days a week. Okay, I'm listening. So, I'm taking okay. notes. <laughs> taking notes. Yes, sir. And uh, you need you need a place to go. Yes, you sir. Need Plan B. Okay. So this is my Plan B. Well, hang on. <laughs> I have a Plan B, but it doesn't look like this at it all. Don't. No, my little wood shop is. Uh, you could probably put ten of my wood shops in this place. But, ah, I don't. But that's that. okay. No, this is it's it's beautiful, and man, what a place to go. You're not actually roughing it out here. You've. Uh, You've got it going on. So show us a little bit around. You want to show us some of the cars? Sure, maybe? absolutely. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you lead the way. Okay, absolutely. Come on. This is uh, 
This is a nineteen, twenty nineteen yes, Ferrari uh, four eighty eight Spider. Mm -hmm. uh, it I bought this about two years ago. Okay, it's uh, it's got about uh, seven hundred horsepower. Ooh. It goes from two uh, zero to sixty two in two point seven seconds, so it's pretty fast. Now, do you know it's that personally? Have you been told that? I gotta ask. I mean, uh, have you, do you know that personally, or did you get told that? You get in this thing and drive it. Yes, I did. There we I go. Did there drive. we go. Okay. And it's true. It so, will. <laughs> so, Tony, Tony, part of your job here is to keep these things clean, keep them maintained. It is. Coat them, polish whatever it needs. This is, these are your babies, too, right? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And this one was coated originally by your shop. Yes, sir. Yes, so, this, the EZN did this coating. Uh, I found out what the coating was. Yeah. And I contacted System X yep. uh, at the time, and so that's what we've maintained this car with. And so we've nice. we've topped it up, we've recoated it. Yes, yeah, it's beautiful. Kept yeah. it the way that you great. It. So uh, I gotta ask you: Do you ever get to get behind the wheel of these things? I mean, does he, he sure. let you get in them and run them some? Sure. Nice. They ha you have to drive them. You can't leave them sitting. No. Right. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, keep keep showing us, man. This is this is so okay, cool. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. The next one is a 1934. Yes, sir. This is a uh, Ford. It's got a 350 horse uh, racing engine in it. Uh, I bought this uh, down in Florida from a retired lawyer down there. He's a good friend of mine now. Absolutely. And uh, he's, this thing's won about, uh, about 50 trophies. No kidding. In the last uh, 15 years. So you bring that up. Are you guys actually going out to yes, shows? Yes, absolutely. Tony, do you go with them? Yes, lot? sir. And, and so you get them show ready once they're there? Absolutely. And I, I stay on them all day long. We, we've built a reputation in the past two years of, uh, of pulling in first place. This is the last the trophy no we won. Kidding. And uh, 22, see? Yeah, yes, sir. We're coming first. So we're not looking for third. We're not looking for a pat on the back. We're going no. first. I love All it. All right. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, I just noticed the, these are lifts that they're sitting on. Absolutely. Pick them up. You could park cars yes. under Underneath, like you got over nice, here. Sure. Like just like that. Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right. Let's, yeah. let's keep walking if you, got, right. if, if you don't right. mind. This is a uh, 2013 mm -hmm. uh, Corvette anniversary special. It's a 60th anniversary special. Uh, it's got uh, 638 horsepower. It's got about 20,000 miles on it, but it's in excellent shape. It's beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah, I bought it from the same guy that owns this 34. I bought three cars from him. I got a, a Plymouth also, a 1963 Plymouth right now. It's being painted. Yes, sir. It normally sits right there. That's its home. It's here. coming back next week, I believe. But so, it's one of the first muscle cars to come out of the factory in 1963. Really? Yep. Wow. I, so notice the engine bay. I mean, obviously, when you talk about show cars, it is the details. And, and Tony, okay. so you're you're diving deep in these things. You're, sure. I mean, it's flawless top to bottom. That's that's where you focus on. And you can, I mean, it's all you know. It's always nice to make paint pretty, but you know, details about the details. And you got to get in there. And I mean, these things look like you could absolutely eat off the engine bay. It's, it's unreal. And you know what the secret is? What's that? So Billy Bogus. Okay. From ADG. <laughs> Oh, uh, by the way, I'm supposed to call him back. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> Billy, I'm going to call you back. <laughs> so this is a shout-out to, to yeah. American Detailer Garage. So I use I use the Wipeout. Um, oh, it's great. So that's what we use to wipe these cars with, at the great shows, show. in the showroom. Absolutely. Yeah, good guy, great products, man. It's uh, awesome. I will call you back, Billy. Uh, <laughs> all right, keep going. What we got here? This is a real special this here. Beautiful. It's a, it's a uh, 1937 Ford. Uh, this is coming in number two in the world wow in 2015. No uh, it was one of the grade eight cars they had they picked 
upgraded cars every year. Okay. Every year they come out with eight cars and they pick one, two, three out of that. Yes, sir. This will come in number, number two. two. That's okay. unbelievable. So uh, I noticed this sign here, Mr. Jimmy, and I'm sorry I didn't mean to interrupt. Sure. It says do not touch. And I think, so as detailers, we know why we're asking customers not to touch, not to lean on and stuff like that. But what what happens? I mean, you know, it's obviously fingerprints and scratching and stuff. I mean, just, this is high-end stuff. And, yes. you know, to to run a belt buckle across it or even your hands. I That's mean, you correct. Can, you know, if correct. dust is on it, it can scratch very easily. And a lot of people sure. don't know that. They don't. They don't. They don't. They don't. They, they, the first thing was pretty. They'll come up here and, and open they, the door and get in the car and they'll scratch it with yes, their buckle or something like that. Yeah. They just don't know. Yeah. So that's the reason I put the signs. So, out. Tony, are you cringing when people are walking around? Yeah. Or are you, you know, sometimes if people have been drinking a little too much and they open a door and decide to sit in the car, I get a little bit nervous. Sure. Um, but like a car like this, this has been in Hot Rod magazines. Uh -huh. um, this is wow. a very well-known car. It, it was built in, in around 2000. Um, the that's incredible. Undercarriage looks immaculate. It looks as good as the engine. Sure. And but the thing is, we have to protect the legacy of the car. Absolutely. So we have to keep it in the best shape possible. Well, I can't think of a better home for it. I mean, you guys are definitely doing uh, justice for it here. I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, it's in excellent shape, and I'll tell you, this things look good. Uh, so keep on walking around if you don't mind. Let's, let's check the rest of them out. Okay, this is, a, this is just a, a, a Jeep I had built down in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, but this is not just a Jeep. Yeah, you know, <laughs> this may be just a Jeep to you, but it's not just a Jeep to me. No, this thing is absolutely South Florida awesome. Jeeps built this. Yes. Yeah. South Florida Jeeps built it for me. You go down there and you pick out all the stuff you want and they put it on there. Well, so I've had this for about two years. It's yeah. a lot of fun. We enjoy it. So you actually drive some of these. I mean, yeah, this is I just these are garage babies. I don't know? buy anything I can't drive. So I love that. Yeah. You know, you yeah, I don't put them just on display. And that's the time. So you know, you're trying to get away from the wife to come here, but you can go pick her up in one of these and take her around. That's that's, that's the wife. Well, my wife's not a car person. So oh, really? So she don't really get a, it. A, you know, point A to point B. Yes, sir. Kind of person. She can get there pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna wrap it up over here. But I mean, you know, the traditional uh, Corvette. Tell us a little bit about this one. Uh, this is the uh, 2023. I just got it about four days ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yes, sir. And uh, I ordered it in June. It come in uh, a few days ago. So I'm very pleased with it. Uh, it's um, it's a uh, Z51. It's not a Z06. So, Tony, have you got have you got your hands on it yet? Or? So no. th this training this weekend is ah. this is going to be really special. So Hold on, you're kidding. Y'all are training on this thing? Like, yeah. Oh, so this man. came off the transport. It hasn't been washed. Okay. We haven't done anything to it. Yes, it's, sir. It's dirty. And uh, when I talked to the trainers from Angel Wax, uh, they said, listen, leave it the way it is. Oh, of course. We're going to go from top to bottom. We're going to do a whole prep wash on it, and then it's going to get uh, prepped. It's going to get uh, polished and ceramic coated. Man, I tell you, this is awesome. And what an awesome place for Angel Wax to be able to do their coat, uh, their trainings and uh, couldn't ask for better people. Thank you for having us over. Sure, um, absolutely. We have some, uh, of course, we have our um, Hacker Hack. Uh, Ryan, you want to go ahead and introduce us to our Hacker Hack? Well, actually, I wanted to introduce you to the guy from Angel Wax. First. Okay. Uh, just real quick, since we was over here just kicking it, I figured we might as well say what's up to Mr. Rain. We got Rick over here. And, of course, you can't, you know. Everybody knows Tommy. Yeah. Everybody, Everybody knows, knows Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. 
So you guys get down here tomorrow. Check us out for all y'all open detailers. You don't want to miss this. That's right. Now, what time is it, Ethan? Or heck. And this is going to be our first live hacker hack. So okay, so wait a minute. We're doing hacker hack, but it's not. It's not Chris doing this. Hang on, I'm so confused. No, because I didn't want you know. Look, we we were already putting water spots on it. It hurt my heart, and, and I wasn't sure how this was going to happen. But now yeah. we're going to actually see how to get rid of it. All right, what are we doing today, Tony? Well, when he first walked in, we I was I had a heat gun, and I was actually making water spots on the window just so we had something a little extra to, to deal with. Sure. Um, just to kind of simulate what we deal with in this environment down here in the South, especially we have hard water. This is city water. Um, it's unfiltered. Mm -hmm. uh, we put it on the window and we're just going to try to remove these water spots. But uh, the way I prefer to do it, um, once again, I use a little, a little bit of wipeout. Um, I have a couple different things here. I'll clean the glass first, just with any, any glass cleaner is fine. Um, I always go least aggressive to most aggressive. So I'm going to use, uh, this is a, a four-aught steel wool. It's mm -hmm. a really fine steel wool. You can find this in any auto parts store, any hardware store. Mm -hmm. Most detailers probably already know this trick. Well, and that's the beauty of the hacker hack. Like, you know, we, we try to address it from, you know, the simplest of things all the way to the super complex. So this is perfect in that. And you mentioned the glass cleaner. We use the glass cleaner to see if they're going to come off with just glass cleaner. Like, that's the least sure. aggressive, right? And so, you know, you don't always just go to the toolbox, grab a steel wool, when you see a water spot, some of them just wipe off. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And Dustin, I know you were worried about it, you know, messing up the window tent, but that's on the inside. So that's not <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, it wasn't shrinking guy. tent. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna take some water spots off. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We got listeners, so we gotta have to all right. Tell them how we're doing it. All right. So I'm just using a little bit of glass cleaner. Yeah. He folded the towel up. That's something that detailers should pay attention to because that creates yep. eight different sides it to sure the does. towel. And it allows you to know where you're at. And there's particular ways you can hold them. Matter of fact, I think Ian out of Auto Fiber, they actually sell a towel now that's numbered on the corners. They so do. you know which, which wow. quarter or which eighth you're using. Um, but but Marcus um, at IGL showed me a really cool trick, and it's the way you hold it with your thumb, and that tells you where to fold it around, and mm -hmm. that will let you know which quarter to use. Not Same to interrupt you there. I just no, you're thought okay. it was really cool that you grabbed it up that way and wanted to explain it. Yep. All right. So most of them came off because we actually manufactured these water these. spots. There are some small ones that are etched in. It may be hard to see. Um, this window has a few as well, mm -hmm. I think, that were kind of etched in a little bit. This one isn't as bad as a lot of them I see. People that go through car washes and just drive out of the car wash straight into the sun, they don't care. They, yep. And they're not going to shammy it off. They're not, they're not going to try to dry it with a microfiber towel. Those are the worst. They really etch into the glass. So, so talk, speaking to that, that, that's where a lot of the water spots can come from. Car washes, under sprinklers a lot. Just anywhere hard water can sit on this, and then the sun just bakes it, and then the minerals that are in the water just literally etch into the glass. They, they mark the glass that just doesn't come off the glass cleaner. We sure. might have should have done my car because I did run it through the car wash. <laughs> but I, I didn't want to show. I, I, it was I, so clean. clean. I'll tell you this. It was so clean. I didn't think it was your car. I was like, that's not Ryan's car for yeah, sure. Well, I definitely wasn't going to show up here without something. But yeah. I know I got some work to fix yeah. it. <laughs> as far as the, um, if we have to get to steel wool, though, before we get there, obviously, we're going to try glass cleaner. Mm -hmm. There's still some water spots in here. 
if we want to get this window completely clean, completely clear, um, before we get to this, sometimes I'll use, I'm going to turn it around backwards, but, um, <laughs> but, but any kind of water spot remover that is, is going to be like a weak gel acid. There's yeah. a lot of them on the market. They all work pretty good. They did. Um, vinegar. Vinegar works really good. Uh, you can dilute this. You can use it straight. Uh, it's acetic acid. It's 5%. Mm -hmm. Usually sometimes 5 or 6%. Um, I keep it in the detail shop. It's old school, but it Oh, works. it is. I mean, we use a ton of it around our shop. Um, you know, one thing to note when using acidic, and, I'm, and I know you already know this, and uh, but, you know, make sure you're neutralizing afterwards because mm -hmm. it can continue to etch. Um, so when we talk about acidic cleaners and stuff like that, um, just for the newer guys that are, that are watching, I can, you know, tell you that it's one of those things that you may want to, keep a heads up on because that's one of those uh-ohs that yep. you leave it on there too long or whatever you can be dealing with more issues yep so anything acidic you're going to go alkaline yep. to neutralize um in this case it looks like i don't have my wipeout. someone came and got it because they were detailing a car um <laughs> I, I will send ryan to get it ryan's not doing anything <laughs> so we're gonna we're just gonna do a little hack sure um so if i'm gonna use acid with steel wool okay um it's gonna react mm -hmm. um if I use an actual heavier acid or if I just use a weak acid, it is going to start to heat up a little bit mm -hmm. when it reacts with the metal. It's also going to deposit some of this fine metal onto the glass. Yep. So it's important for me. Um, I'm using a towel that I can throw away. That's right. Yeah, because you grab that towel up to after you've done a correction and drag it down the paint. Oh. And now you've really <laughs> ruined a lot of work. So, you know, it's these little things. This is a hack inside of a hack. Right? You know, so using a towel that you throw away because of those things are, uh, is important. And I learned the hard way. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I think we all do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this, so basically what I'm going to do, I'm going to take some straight vinegar. Mm -hmm. And this is just a weak acid. I'm not worried about this cross contaminating, but that's a, just throw this away. Do mm -hmm. yourself a favor. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a few water spots here. So we'll just, we're just going to kind of take this. I wanted this to be moist enough so we're not going to scratch the glass. Right. And sometimes I can even use a little bit of glass cleaner on here just as a lubricant. Um, I also use uh, American Detailer Garage Wipeout, mm -hmm. um, and I kind of dilute it down like a clay lubricant. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's a lot like clay bar. You it know? is. So you definitely want to lubricate it because at the end of the day it is metal. You know, metal on glass inevitably can scratch, so you want to give yourself a slick surface. And so I'm just going to do one little section. I kind of, I cross hatch, but I also tape off any Absolutely. piano plastics. This plastic's hammered, mm -hmm. but, um, but I'm still going to tape everything off just because I don't want to scratch this with this, with the steel wool. Cause sure. then, I, then I'm going to be polishing. And so, and you can kind of see some of the etched in uh -huh. water spotting. Once it's wet, you can see it a little bit better sometimes. So there's sometimes there's stuff hidden on the glass and we're going to do a polishing stage um later on we won't do it right now but we'll do a polishing stage on that as well but the steel wool's removing some of that lighter yes. um spotting and then some of it's etching too but it's it's definitely removing the lighter stuff so it is a it is. it is a fix um but some of this that's been on there for you know that's that's deeper and it's been on there for longer times obviously the steel yep. wool's it's a little bit beyond it and these are just your junk towels yep. they're not expensive towels sure. this is stuff that i i want to be able to throw away so that's basically what I do if I have to work up to something more aggressive. In this case, mm -hmm. I'm looking at the glass 
Um, and I can see that the, some, some of those water spots that didn't come off with the glass cleaner came off with the weak acid. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, and, and then this, you know, it depending on what the customer's expectations are, you know, it, it may be a situation where that's good enough. You know, it's, it's mm -hmm. all about what the customer really wants out of this thing um, to how far you go. So we want it as detailers. We want it perfect. Oh, I can get this perfect. Um, but sometimes you say, I just need it better. I don't have the budget. I don't want to spend that money on. I just want it a little better. And, and you grab a steel wool and it, and it does it perfect. So you know, you're telling enough. me, Dustin, in uh, the perfect situation, <laughs> what's that situation? Oh, okay. So if you find yourself in the middle of the woods, stranded, all you have is some glass. Mm -hmm. It's got to have water spots. That's right. Still wool and some wipeout. Wipeout. <laughs> I was going to say, no, I wasn't gonna mess traveling chance. with wipeout, guys. Yeah, what are you really wipeout. doing? You can absolutely get most of those water spots out with a still wool. <laughs> this hack is confirmed. confirmed. All right, guys. Listen, that's going to wrap it up. Tony, we really appreciate you letting Thanks, us sir. hang out around your shop. It's absolutely beautiful. You got a great thing going on here, man. The community is lucky to have you, sir. Absolutely. I'm glad y'all stopped by. We oh, got a big man. show lined up for you next week. Do you know Do you know who's on, Ryan? Oh, yeah. So next week we actually have uh, our competitor, in a sense. Oh, actually, this is stiff competition. I don't, even, I don't know. They're sponsored. So oh, until we get that Manscaped sponsorship level uh, deal. Uh, well, you it know, looks like you could use it a little bit. Ah, great. Hey, Manscaped, holler at me. Yeah. Right, so Alex Russell is going to yeah. be joining us uh, next week, and he's with the Detailer Solutions Podcast, yep. and we're just going to chop it up. Awesome, man. It's going to be a great show. Appreciate everybody. Appreciate Mr. Jimmy for letting us come in here and Tony showing us around. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.